0: I'm worried that they were going to have some sort of, like,
1: gold. Oh, and totally. And going to miss it. Yeah. Well, this is just the sound of wine being poured. Generous helpings.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're on the sauce today as well.
1: Mm. Did not drive. Ugh. It's going to be good. It's going to be great.
0: It's me. I love the tannins.
1: Yes, I'm getting a very mm. fruity bouquet.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um... Grapes.
1: And if I could just...
0: <laughs>
1: <coughs> Getting red wine out my nose. Stole that from Black Books. Oh no. Oh no. <sighs>
0: oh dear. I'm Lucinda.
1: I'm Ellie. This is
0: Out of Our Vulcan Minds. We just watched...
1: Wait, can I do my Star Trek news segment first? What, do you, you've
0: got Star Trek news? I have
1: three items on my Star Trek news Tell list. Me. Okay, the first one that I'm very excited about, but Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be because this won't involve me in any way. Mm -hmm. The Star Trek Cruise 2022 has been announced. Should we go? I would love to so much, but I'd need like a spare $3,000 or something. But oh my God, the people have got going. I just... (laughs) ah. Like, oh, you have no idea. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Like just for like for context like a little bit of an explanation as to what they do there Mm -hmm. one year um nana visitor who played kira Reese in star trek deep space nine who i know of course you do um she did a wine tasting class i believe and then like a cooking class Uh and that's what i love about this cruise is that it's like it's kind of just like hang out with star trek people for like a week or whatever (sighs) not necessarily
0: I mean sure. It's my dream. It's my dream. <laughs> Leonard It's not even gonna be there, so what's the point?
1: <laughs> I mean he could be just in spirit. Yeah. I was I was thinking if they like exhumed his corpse, <laughs> popped him in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. so
0: 2020, 2020, 2022 yeah.
1: Yeah, although, you know, given like we've discovered collectively as humans, we've discovered in the last few years that cruisers are petri dishes of filth and disease you could not
0: pay me to go on a cruise honestly
1: but it's star trek
0: just the diseases that are going to make their way through those ships it's just like
1: yeah nerds aren't super healthy people as it is no
0: what's your other news what's your other star trek news? okay my
1: second star trek news is and i think this is going to date us a little bit because like when this comes out it'll be a few weeks old Mm -hmm. but Star Trek Discovery, which is one of the current shows going on, uh-huh. entering season three. Uh-huh. They just cast not only a trans actor, um, I, I believe a trans man uh-huh. um, and a non-binary actor. Great. They cast them as a trans character and a non-binary character.
0: So can I shock you for yes, one second? Yes, go. I already knew this.
1: I'm going to blow my brains out. Because- what? Because... <laughs> That's how
0: shocked I was. Don't do that though. I don't have a gun. So because I'm doing a fucking Star Trek podcast, Mm -hmm. people now think I want to receive (laughs) Star Trek information. And so someone sent me this tweet where the Star Trek (laughs) people, I got sent it by somebody and um, someone sent it to me because they had the tweet where they're like, first... Uh, trans and first non binary characters. And then there was a reply from like an older ma- an older gentleman mm-hmm. who is a long time Star Trek fan. And his tweet response was something oh, like I saw this. I had to Google what this meant. I thought binary had something to do with numbers. Yep. Doesn't though. Still looking forward to the new season and these great actors. Yeah. Good job,
1: guys. That was the most beautiful thing <laughs> I've really ever nice. seen on Twitter.
0: I was really, I was like, good on you, dude.
1: Yeah. And I think that's very indicative of what Star Trek fans are like. I mean, look, okay, there are some people that hate Star Trek Discovery because the lead is a black woman. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, and there are explicitly gay people in it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of Star Trek fans are like that. They're just Just nice Just like, I love to learn. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah, I got sent that because of that. And people are sending me a lot of Star Trek stuff now. Really? So I knew that. My God. I already knew that information. Then
1: you might've also heard that, um, we're we're, uh, currently airing is another show called Star Trek Lower Decks.
0: Didn't know that.
1: Well, it's a cartoon. Um, it's made by one of the, I don't know, one of the producers, or one of the showrunners for Rick and Morty.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's
1: a kind of like, it literally is like a crossover between Rick and Morty and Star Trek.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Um, obviously there's no way for me to have seen it because it hasn't aired in Australia. So I could not possibly have seen it, (laughs) but from what I've heard, Uh I've heard people discuss this episode and Mm -hmm. it feels like I have seen it in a way because, because I've heard a lot about it. Do we need to cut this for legal reasons?
0: (laughs) You haven't said anything incriminating.
1: No, I've just heavily implied it. (laughs) And you know what? I like it. There is shameless callbacks and homage and fan service to previous episodes. In Mm -hmm. fact, the end of the first episode, one of the characters is like, oh, have you ever heard of Gary Mitchell? Who, as we all know, he, he, um,
0: he, I'm trying to remember what that episode was called, but he turned into a God dude. Where no man has gone before. He went where no man has gone before, which is now known as where one man has gone before.
1: (laughs) Hell Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so for anyone who wants to watch a goofy cartoon set in the star trek universe i can recommend lower decks
0: unless you're in australia in which case we do not endorse you watching this show
1: when it comes out yeah obviously that's what i meant yeah
0: Mm, through the legal parameters
1: oh yeah yeah.
0: absolutely
1: um that that leads us really nicely into today's episode mm. because when No man has gone before was directed by some guy whose name i forget but that same guy directed tonight's episode
0: great I hated the title of this show. Which was? What Little Girls Are Made Of. Mm -hmm. Awful.
1: Yeah. It, It is based on that old nursery rhyme that's like sugar and spice and all things nice. But...
0: It makes no sense. There are so many of the titles of these shows where I'm like, what does that have to do with the episode?
1: Well, I read it as like, you know, it was about like, so... Okay, so the episode was about androids, mm-hmm. and one of the central themes was these androids are like perfect facsimiles of human life, but that's not... Is that the same thing? Mm. The episode was basically like, no. But that's what I read the title as, like, what are humans made of? What constitutes a human kind then of just thing? just say,
0: what are humans... <laughs> what is... Oh, what makes a man or woman? <laughs> um, I... So this episode, I enjoyed because it was a philosophical episode Mm -hmm. but stuff happened yeah because like there were other philosophical (laughs) philosophical philosophical episodes which uh were interesting but like not much happened they just sort of sat around thinking about yeah what it means to be a person whereas this one it had actions it had an alien Mm -hmm. thank god finally and there was still that sort of you know, philosophical, cerebral, moral quandary going on, um, which I really liked yeah. so that was that was good. Should we do a rundown of what happened? Yeah, let's go. um so. We get to see Christine again, who was in one of the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. She's Gene Roddenberry's wife, I- I,
1: IRL. I think at the time she was merely his lover, but later mm-hmm. wife.
0: Yes, <laughs> Majel, Majel Barrett,
1: who also played a role in the pilot and then went on to play two other roles in um, later Star Trek series.
0: Mm-hmm. But in this episode, she is a nurse mm-hmm. and her fiance, who is an acclaimed scientist.
1: I think the term they gave him was. It uh, was m- bio something. Medicinal archaeology. Or like. It was like the archaeology of medicine, which is a bit. I feel like that all kind of falls under archaeology. Like you don't need to specialize that much.
0: Maybe in the future you do. Maybe. 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 So they are like oh he's been missing for ages on this planet we should probably go get him hey so they have to go and get him from this planet and Mm. so they so here's the problematic thing that we learned pretty early on so christine who's engaged to this scientist was originally his student yeah probo yeah problematic power dynamics going on there yeah um if you're a university professor you should probably not get engaged to your students
1: Um, And given how in previous episodes we've seen Kirk's, like, got the mad hots for um, Yeoman Rand, Uh that I think Gene Roddenberry, and and I mentioned this in another episode in which one exec was like, yeah, it was a real problem trying to get Gene Roddenberry to cut out his weird sex fantasies from Star Trek Mm. because he's so horny all the time. I think that's, I think that kind of trend of, like, people, you know, in power, men in power, having romantic interests in... When women it says something about Jim Roddenberry perhaps
0: mm, perhaps let's not psychoanalyze the poor man yeah. but yes yeah. Um, so they go down to this planet and so this is a tricky one to explain because so much happens mm-hmm. so they go down Oh, what happens first? Well, it's
1: it's a it's a minus hundred degree planet. Yes. So they're like, well, there's no way he could be alive after five years, though. He did reference some caves that he was going into. Mm. Um. So they're they're mostly there. Well, they're there to check check on him, mm. but also obviously because Nurse Chapel is his fiance, mm. which I know there's another episode in which this happens, but it's so strange that there are these. These like engaged couples that like separate for years at a time in space. Mm. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, it's it's the future.
0: Don't worry about it. They're all they're much more chill in the future. Yeah. And um, there's so much they're... else to be concerned about in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I will say, actually, I thought this was, apart from one notable scene involving Kirk, of course, that Ugh. this was one of the less problematic ones. It
0: was also one of the. I was gonna say the least horny, but then I'm looking back and I'm like, no, there were plenty of horny episodes. Oh yeah. Uh, episodes. Elements. Yeah. Moments. Speaking of which, we should do our favourite segment. <laughs> what was the horniest moment for you?
1: Well, I, I tend to want to prefer to ascribe horniness to a slightly more positive moment. So there is a scene in which Kirk, for reasons I can't quite fathom, does try to force himself on the girl android. And yeah. I think at some point he's making about emotions, but it's just weird and uncomfortable. But is it the bit where Kirk grabs a giant dick off the yes! glass?
0: <laughs> have that one. So, um, spoiler alert: when they find the scientist, he has found this alien, ancient alien technology of the people who used to live on this planet before the sun in the galaxy died or whatever, mm. that can like replicate humans into androids. And towards the end of the episode, one of the androids, who's like this massive, freaky-looking alien,
1: Ruck. is who's called Ruck, and is basically um, an alien Peter Garrett.
0: Say his name. Um, He's like chasing Kirk and Kirk's response to being chased is to find the most like phallic looking bit of rock that's jutting down from the ceiling of this cave because the whole episode is in these caves and he grabs it and tears it off and he's holding it and it just looks exactly like a penis.
1: It's got balls.
0: It's got balls. It's got a gland. It's pink it's pink as well like of all the colors that it could have been in this cave Hmm. because the cave is multicolored. like there are bits that are because it's got these again the same beautiful lighting and color scheme that all of the star trek episodes have but of course he had to pick like a pink thing and so when the alien rounds the corner to see kirky starts like whacking the alien with just this giant penis
1: it's very ineffective though
0: It doesn't work. No. And and then the alien, like, pulls him in really close. And it it is a very horny moment.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of, like, um, bits where Kirk sort of jumps onto the alien. Because Ruck is played by a massive dude. Mm. He's huge.
0: Truly enormous.
1: And whenever they want to demonstrate how strong Ruck is he like lifts up kirk bodily and like throws him down but in one particular scene it's so obvious that kirk's leapt up onto it
0: <laughs> it was very balletic wasn't it
1: yeah well we've established that kirk has unusual ways of moving
0: which he does demonstrate in this office in this office where are my words what are it, you doing which he does demonstrate in this episode yeah often
1: he scrambles up a little staircase like He's... like gollum
0: yes not even the staircase it's just like a slight incline <laughs> and he's like no i'm not gonna run up this like a regular man i'm gonna like scurry up with my hands and legs and then there's the one where he's like shooting at someone and he has to like dive under mm-hmm. a desk or something and he's just oh, like doesn't know how to move the like unnecessary
1: irregular. combat roles yes love them
0: they're so good yeah but the one thing that is disappointing for me about this episode is it's another episode with two kirk's And, like, one Kirk is already enough for me. Mm -hmm. So in order to demonstrate the, like, technology of making androids, the scientist who they end up finding is uh, able to get Kirk into this machine that duplicates him into an android. So there's real Kirk and then there's android Kirk. Although I feel like we're skipping far ahead. When we meet... The doctor. What's his name again?
1: Cor- Dr. Corby. Roger. I want to say
0: Kobe. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, that's not it. <laughs> Corby. Dr. Corby.
1: Kobe. What's oh, the, the basketball guy. Yeah,
0: no longer with us. We know
1: sports. I
0: know sports. Kobe played basketball. Br- Bryant. Yes. Kobe Bryant Died. played basketball. Died in a helicopter crash. Yes. Did basketball very good. hmm Um, I guess. I assume.
1: And that was sports. Sports. With, <laughs> with <Sandra laughs> <and Allie.
0: laughs> I'm an embarrassment. Anyway, so Corby yeah. um, has been in this case for ages. Mm-hmm. And he has found one uh, yeah. android who's from this ancient civilization. He's replicated his um, assistant.
1: Dr. Brown.
0: Dr. Brown um, into an android who gets killed almost immediately.
1: Yeah, to reveal that there are androids. Because initially... Um, They get in contact with Corby He's like hey y'all what's happening Um, Kirk beam down yourself don't bring anyone Please Mm. keep it a secret and then when he finds out Chapel's there he's like yeah bring Chapel down I'd love to see my fiance yeah get it down here Mm. They do so But after a short delay in meeting Corby, they beamed down two red shirts. Mm. And what I was very impressed with is that you've already picked up on the trope of uh, red shirts dying.
0: Well, they didn't have names and I'd never seen them before. And they were wearing red shirts. And I'm like, I'm not going to get emotionally attached to these guys. I think
1: one was... I'm gonna say Daniels. You know, the other one was like, "Who gives a shit?" Adamson.
0: Whatever. Just
1: white boy names.
0: Just generic white dude names. Yeah,
1: and and they are murdered by Ruck pretty dang quick. Straight
0: away, almost. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, when Doctor Brown tries to like trap them in the caves, then. Kirk shoots him and then there is wires and shit coming out of his tummy. And you're like, oh no, he's a replicant.
1: He's a lo- Replicant? He's a boba.
0: <laughs> Sorry, was I watching Blade Runner? Cheers no. Chasing rain. <laughs> but then there's another, a third android who is just like a hot babe.
1: Andrea.
0: Andrea. Andrea. And it's just implied that he like made her to bone.
1: Oh God. So the scene in which, like Christine's immediate reaction to seeing Andrea is like, competition. What is she doing here? Good. which
0: is fair enough like so she's wearing like this jumpsuit um that just covers her boobs like mm-hmm. all of these androids are wearing these jumpsuits with like a shirt underneath it and she's wearing the same jumpsuit but with no yeah. shirt underneath it and you told me a fun fact while we were watching it
1: yes which is that i believe the actress who's oh i want, I want to get all the details right <laughs> so sherry jackson who played andrea um, she had a, like, a dedicated censorship kind of person on set to make sure that her boobs didn't slip out of her outfit.
0: <laughs> I think, like, a lot of women need that. <clears throat> just in general life, <laughs> sometimes. I just need, like, a censorship person.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 careful. D- don't raise your arm.
0: Why do you need a censorship person? Couldn't you just, like, reshoot the scene if the boob pops out?
1: Look, if it had happened, Gene Ronberry would have let it go. He, he would have, have been like, it. air that fucking airbag.
0: <laughs> Put it on the air. <laughs>
1: Dirty boy But um, A later scene in which Like it's a whole scene in which Everyone's grilling um, Dr. Corby He's built Andrea And everyone's like Everyone's like Kind of like Obliquely like skirting around the issue But they are asking Corby did you fuck the android? Did you make the android for fucking? And he's like She can't love She has no emotions No 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 We're not asking that Did you fuck Andrea? (laughs) well she only does what she's ordered to yeah and was she ordered to fuck you
0: (laughs) because like all of them make sense because it's like there's the doctor the main doctor and then his assistant and then a big strong man to be his like muscle and then there's just a hot babe and everyone's like I understand why all these people are here why is Andrea here and he's like don't worry about it
1: did did they even because Dr. Brown was his assistant and presumably also died and was recreated yeah did they say was Andrea also on the team? I think it she was must not
0: explained.
1: She must have been though, like because
0: it's ex- it's made clear that the androids have to be copies of a real yeah. person. So Andrea at one point must have been
1: a person, yeah, yeah, which is
0: problematic.
1: I think she was on. She must have been on the team.
0: She must have been.
1: Otherwise, yeah, what was she? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like she is.
0: And Christine's just sort of like, I just want to know if you fucked this android, and he's like. Oh, the mystery of mankind! How are you uh, like...
1: ethics, uh, robots—they uh, were you fuck it.
0: The one really interesting. So, this is the only like ethical philosophical Star Trek episode that I have found really compelling. Yeah, because um, they duplicate Captain Kirk. So you've got like original Captain Kirk and then you've got Android Captain Kirk. And for all intents and purposes, Android Captain Kirk is an exact copy, Mm -hmm. except for one difference. Um, Two differences actually. One, like obviously androids don't eat, which was established pretty early on and then never used as like a clue or trope or anything. Um, and the other one was while they were getting duplicated, real life Captain Kirk like shouted out a bunch of nasty things about Spock <laughs> so that there'd be a clue. <laughs> like He was like, ah, Spock, you filthy half-breed. So that when the replicant, oh, I keep saying replicant, That's goes funny. back onto the... Ship and sees Spock and calls him a filthy half breed, um, then Spock will be like, ah, oh, my boyfriend would never call me that.
1: It's it's so original Star Trek that casual racism saves the day.
0: Yeah. I guess it, you, they can get away with it because it's casual racism against a made up race that, oh, yeah. it's a made up species. It's not even a human yeah. race. It's a. Anyway, but going back to the philosophy of it, is like they bring up the fact where they're like, you know, original Kirk and real life Kirk, sorry, original Kirk and Android Android replicant Kirk have the same memories. And so if they have the same memories and the same thoughts and the same opinions, are they not the same person? And, you know, in a pinch, could uh, replicant Kirk replace original Kirk and it would essentially be the same person? And I think that's really interesting because, like, is a human being's just a collection of their thoughts? And so if you know, a computer of me existed that had exactly the same thoughts and exactly the same memories as I do, is that computer as human as I am, which is interesting.
1: I agree. And this is actually something I've thought about a lot Mm -hmm. because... At, at some point, when possible, I do plan to make as much of my body robotic as possible. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I will never make robotic is my brain, because, um, like, if you look at it like this, I, I I think I read somewhere, and this could be wildly inaccurate, you know, mm-hmm. like the "you only use ten percent of your brain" nonsense. Mm-hmm. But I read once that the human brain stores like two point five petabytes of information, mm-hmm. which is more than any computer on Earth can now store. Mm-hmm but you could eventually i guess store that information and have a functioning human brain in digital form mm. but the thing is that would only ever be a copy of your consciousness mm. you can't like well what i'm thinking of is the big reveal at the end which is that not only are all the people uh, working with dr corby androids Dr. Corby too is an android.
0: Yes. Cause it's implied that when he, when Dr. Corby first goes down into these caves, he has some sort of accident, which means that his body is, you know,
1: it's the cold. I think he was dying from the cold and
0: he was getting frostbite and his whole body was shake. Like only shut down. my
1: brain's functioning. And so he, because he establishes when he clones Kirk, he says I could have kept the mind transfer process going and it wouldn't have just copied your thoughts. It would have fully transferred your consciousness and, and then Dr. Corby, upon this revelation, insists to Chapel that, like, it's still me. I'm the same person. It's me. And sure, that computerized brain might think it's Corby, but it's just a copy. The original Corby is dead. Like, the chemical and electrical functions of the original Corby's brain stopped. And that was the death of Corby.
0: And that's mm. my
1: take on consciousness.
0: It's really interesting, and it is something that they talk about as well. like Kirk says a lot about what about soul and what about like, you know, joy and love can can these androids feel? Mm. And it's sort of like, well, who knows? And I don't know. I think it's it's really interesting. like, and I mean, this is something that's been explained and discovered like again and again. I mean, like it's in Black Mirror twice, like the episode where and i mean i keep referring back to black mirror because it is reminding me a lot of that um there's the episode where uh, a woman's husband is in a car accident and she copies his mind onto a robot mm-hmm. and then there's the episode the san june episode where the consciousness of these two or these several people but mostly these two women Uh, copied onto a server in the afterlife so their bodies die but their minds continue to exist in this server so you know it's not a new idea of like if the consciousness can be copied is that copy as human as the original so i think i agree with you in the sense that the copy is not this is not the same as the original Mm -hmm. because i think i agree that the once the original dies then that original is dead and that's still sad and that's still correct. But where I disagree with you is in this world where it's a perfect copy and the, the copy can continue to make memories and thoughts and com- connections and emotions. I still think the copy is as human as the original.
1: <clears> or <throat> well, certainly as sapient. Um, 'Cause the episode the episode absolutely makes that really goes towards making that point because throughout it, Dr. Corby's like, Captain, they're just they're just copies. They're just the computers. They do what they're programmed to do. But they're programmed to be the exact replica of a human being. And you know, Ruck, mm. as we established, he was he so he was an android created by the old ones who were wiped out by some mysterious thing. Initially they say, Oh, you know, the the um planet froze over because the sun was cooling um but then eventually we find out that ruck and the other androids of the old ones wiped out the old ones because they were like you know they're all emotional they're not logical Mm. so so that was so ruck was like learning and growing and changing as a as a being and then andrea uh we find out also has like has like she, she, she ends up loving Dr. Corby. She's in love with Dr. Corby. And Dr. Corby at the end is like, no, no, you can't love me. You're just a machine. But she pretty clearly loves him.
0: Yeah, which is really interesting because there is a moment, because it's fucking Captain Kirk, where he tries to sort of like Ooh. force himself on Andrea. And it seems to be for to prove something, but I'm not yeah. sure what. It's not clear.
1: It's, and Andrea
0: yeah. basically is like, no, 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 I'm not programmed for this. I'm not programmed for this. Like, that's the language that she uses. But then she goes to, like, Dr. Corby and she kisses him without being commanded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you can't feel you're a robot. And she sort of, she doesn't say it explicitly, but she sort of is like, but I do. Christine doesn't seem too mad about that. But then they they kiss and then Dr. Corby shoots a gun and obliterates both of them yeah
1: because he he was having a pretty major existential crisis up until that point
0: yeah that was his undoing because what was his existential crisis about it was about
1: he was well like so we found out that he's a robot he damaged his hand we saw some circuitry underneath Mm. um chapel is like oh my god you're not corby you're a robot copy and he's like no i am i am and he, and he gets, like, really worked up about it to the point where you almost think, like, who's he trying to convince there? Mm. Like, maybe he's now confronted by the artificiality of his existence. Is he, like, having a bit of a freak out? Mm. Which obviously he does because he then, you know, kills himself mm. and Andrea.
0: What would you rate this? How would you rate this episode?
1: So I, th- I think you're absolutely right in saying that this is the first philosophical one to be actually quite engaging
0: yeah because it actually has plot points there's action there are fight scenes yeah there are twists and turns it's got an interesting philosophical premise
1: mm-hmm. i'm into it yeah i'll get what's our rating system
0: um how many androids out of five
1: cool cool cool, cool. i are gonna do phallic stalactites you can do phallic stalactites
0: phallic tights phallic <laughs> you what a love
1: this strange word
0: Mm-mm-mm-mm.
1: so freudian anyway i'm gonna give it i'll give it a four you know what i'm, I'm feeling
0: i I'm think i i think i'm also gonna give it a four um i think for everything we described as well it's got the really what i've learned to love of the star trek aesthetic mm-hmm. you are in this cave that is all kind of almost crystalline with these beautiful colors pinks and yes. purples and then there's a moment where kirk gets thrown into a corner and in that corner conveniently is an orange spotlight uh, there are moments when it's cl- there's clearly glass behind the actors and it's meant to be looking out on a vista but you can see their reflection in the glass yeah. um you've got these like you know color fades in the background it's surreal the makeup on the alien android is like gives him these really sharp angles and it's he's purple and he's got this pink rough and i don't know i think it's a really solid star trek episode Hmm. there's moments of humor there's fight there's romance there's philosophy there's aesthetic i'm into it i really enjoyed this episode
1: yeah i definitely think it was one of the best aesthetically speaking um certainly like it was this is really nice and colorful um and speaking of lighting um i also want to reference the moment that dr brown is revealed um, <laughs> i almost forgot this like he's got a massive spotlight behind him so he's like you know fully silhouetted like like yeah like huge light shining behind him mm. and then he flicks a switch and it, and it switches to, like dramatic like like i don't know foreground lighting is that, that spotlight be
0: from from in forward front of him. like really he flicks a switch in a cave
1: <laughs> and it's just set up to be the most dramatic reveal and that's probably why no one met kirk and chapel at the entrance because he was waiting for them to get bored come downstairs <laughs> he to where his dramatic lighting yeah. up.
0: <laughs> i love that i love it it was so good i was very into this episode
1: hmm. Can I also highlight another reason why you might have liked this episode Mm -hmm. so much? Dr. McCoy was not in it.
0: Dr. McCoy was not in it and that was so good. It was good to have a McCoy break. Yeah. But yeah, I just, um, Bones isn't in it. Who, and, um, Scotty isn't in it.
1: No. Um, Sulu?
0: Sulu isn't in it, but like, I don't mind Sulu so much. He's not my favorite.
1: Oh, do you dislike Scotty?
0: yeah he's what the fuck is he about
1: he's an engineer
0: oh i don't like him um uhura's in it for a bit she yeah. does her beautiful like holding her hand up to her earpiece and we're pushing getting some buttons. we're
1: getting no readings from the stuff. oh wait, Ooh, wait.
0: oh wait i'm getting I a hear call something. right now and she's got her beautiful long nails and she goes like clickety clack on the <laughs> on the keys
1: yep that's what she does that's her job
0: <laughs> she just there's a moment where she sort of just passes her hands over the buttons and it's just clear that she's just like, I don't know what I'm meant to push. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. It's going really well.
1: Yeah. There also wasn't a Yeoman Rand in it though, which is unfortunate because, you know, we love Janice.
0: We stan. Yeah. We stan Yeoman Rand.
1: She was only in 15 episodes total of the whole and did series. And she gets
0: like assaulted in every episode.
1: I feel like some episodes she's not in it as much.
0: <laughs> she's just around for when a creepy dude is on the, on the ship and they've got a hit on her.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh um, indeed. I do have another fun facts about this episode. Yes. Found it hard to find as many fun facts.
0: Mm-hmm. But... I appreciate your work.
1: Thank you so much. It's, it's like the only thing I do for this podcast. <laughs> um... This pod, this episode, the script was being rewritten even well into filming because apparently the script was just a complete mess, mm-hmm. which I think they pretty much cleared up, right? Mm. But it got to the point where like filming was actually delayed because they were waiting for new pages um, really? to do. Yeah. Um, in fact, I mentioned at the top of the app that um, uh, this was the same director who did the other very philosophical episode. Where no man has gone before. Yes, um, and they invited him back because apparently the production crew was like, "Yeah, he's great to work with." But filming this one, production went, filming went two days over schedule, and he was mm. never invited back again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fuck up once, you can't come back.
1: Yeah, that's it. Come on, this is Star Trek. We're serious about this shit. It's got to be good every time.
0: Can I turn the tables on this podcast for like a, a hot second? What's happening? I have a fun Star Trek fact yeah okay yeah you ready go. yeah okay cool so while i was so i sound edit this podcast and i also am the person who uploads it to um the platform that hosts our rss feed and i often forget what the star trek episodes are called so i go on the wikipedia page Just to like remind myself of which episode's which. And I was on the Wikipedia page for the original Star Trek series that we're watching right now. And they have a really handy table. I'd recommend it for anyone that's interested. That has like the episodes, what they're called, who were the director, who was the writer. And when it was first aired. Now as you remember Ellie, it was my birthday this week.
1: It was. We went to a place and had food.
0: We went to a place and had food indeed. And drinks. And drinks. Surprise to anyone listening to this podcast. We do drink occasionally. And the first episode of Star Trek that was ever aired was aired on the 8th of September, 1966. My birthday (gasps) is the 8th of September. You were
1: born in 1967?
0: (laughs) I was born much later than that because I am youthful and relevant. Um, But I share a birthday with Star Trek, Trek.
1: Which is truly exciting. This
0: was meant to be. Yeah. God. Mm. So Star Trek and I share a birthday, which means that we're cosmically connected. Mm-hmm. And I do think that much like me, Star Trek has strong Virgo energy. There you go. There you go. That's my fun fact that I want to... It's
1: more of a fun fact about you.
0: <laughs> Maybe we want to hear from that. Our... Do we want to hear from our listeners? <laughs> so there's a couple ways you can get in contact with us. Mm-hmm. We have an email.
1: Yeah, What? <laughs> this is news to me. I
0: set up an email. Uh, the email is vulcanmindspod at gmail.com. Nice. Um, and it'd be great if you gave us a nice rating. Yeah. And left us a comment. If you put a comment on Apple Podcasts, we will read it. Totally. We'll read it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, if it's got a five star review maybe four if we're feeling i will
0: only accept five star ratings yeah
1: only five star reviews this is a
0: five star podcast yeah
1: get fucked with your four stars who do you think you are this is a
0: five star podcast yeah this is five star content that we're creating
1: we are golden content creators
0: we're charming we're interesting yeah we have thoughts about star trek Uh uh-huh what else do you want
1: we're gorgeous
0: yeah i mean you can't you can't see that because this is an audio format no
1: but trust us. well we, they've got their drawing of us
0: yeah yeah we look exactly like that all the time
1: exactly in the star trek uniforms always mm.
0: my i am just a floating head in space so that's exactly what i look like head and shoulders in space perfect cool i feel like we <laughs> i feel like that's enough